This week's podcast is going to be a great one for all you people out there that ever want to be an SNC coach, want to know what happens, want to know how to do it. We've got one of the best SNC coaches from both on the field and credentialed. Don Singe, how are you, mate? I'm very good, thanks, Greg. How are you, buddy? Good, mate. Um, good to see the boys going well this year. Yeah, that's a funny joke. Point. I should have said right. that. All, you know, I've always known as an entertainer, you like to open up with a bit of a funny. So uh, I'll give you that one. But um, I'll be speaking about the width of your forehead as we go further into this conversation. They're going all right, Greg. They're going all right. <laughs> so uh, let's rip in. Welcome to the Body Science Podcast, bringing you everything you need, want, and should know about health, fitness, nutrition, and training. As always, the information contained in this podcast is for the information purposes only and is not designed to diagnose or be prescriptive to treat, prevent, or manage any injury, disease, or other health-related condition. This podcast is brought to you by Hydroxy Burn Shred. Get in the fat-burning zone, both physically and mentally, with this potent combination of thermogenic fat burners and mood-boosting nootropic ingredients scientifically designed to help you reach your weight loss goals destroy stubborn fat cells speed metabolism boost energy and improve your mood with an industry leading four grams of acetyl l-carnitine plus green tea extract guarana and hydroxy citric acid hydroxy burn shred will take your training and weight loss journey to a whole new level Welcome to Body Science HQ, the world of fit, happy, and healthy. And this week, I'm going to add in there, we've got the guru on, Donnie Singe. Donnie has been with the Body Science family since 2005, mate? Yep, 2005. Yep. Yeah, like, yeah, you, um, you've been around forever. I'm, like, I'm a lucky man because not only from a football perspective, he's told me what I'm doing wrong every year since then too <laughs> as, as a sports nutrition brand. And I've, and I've look, Don, Donnie's one of our go-tos. He's one of the people we talk to when we really know what we need to do in our brand. Mate, I'm just so happy that you could come on today and we can share your story on. There's a lot of conjecture in the, you know, with COVID, everyone's turned to online and we're, we're talking more on LinkedIn and Facebook. And, and there's a lot of negativity around S&C coaches at the moment, mate. Like it's been the dream job for you, hasn't it? Oh, look, it's, it, it has been the dream job. It's it's had, it's the kind of job you've got to work out all the time and, yeah, you, and absolutely. you've got to develop and grow. So I, I think a bit of that negativity that's 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 come around it is 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 a, is a it's an actual legitimate sort of inability to break into the break into that, to that market for some, um, you know, for some of the graduates and for some of the uh, people, you know, working in the industry. But yeah, mate, it's like it's like every other industry out there in the world right now, you know, it's, um, there's a way to get into things and there's a way to do it well and there's a way to get longevity and stay there. And that's what you've got to learn how to do. And, and, and I'm an example, one of many, but I am an example of somebody. That's all I've done all my life, you know, and hopefully my life will go for a little bit longer <laughs> and I'll be able to do it a bit more. <laughs> mate, you've had some real highs and some lows as an SNC coach too, haven't you? Like you, obviously you've got the ring, the 2007 grand final NRL. That's one of your big ones. <laughs> you know what? I'm going to tell you what. You and I had a little conversation just about sport knowledge here. So <laughs> let I me just. Up then? Was it not 2007? <laughs> when was it? 2000, uh, 2007. I copped a hiding, and that one put me into that one put me into depression. Oh. And then uh, 2008 we won, and 2011 we won. Oh, that's right. You made the grand final in 2007, didn't you? Yeah, yeah. We, we we played Storm, and and Storm schooled us in uh, what it what it takes to uh, get all the way through a season and uh, and then uh, finish on the big day. We squ- 
squared up the next year big time. Nice. Well, <laughs> let's talk about 2007. What was that like as a coach to take someone all the way? And how do you how do you bring men back from that? Because what a lot of people probably don't understand is in your role, it's not just you getting guys lifting shit and doing a whole lot of exercises. It's a, it's a way bigger role, isn't it? Yeah, look, that's a great way to open up, Greg, because at the beginning, you know, um, a, as I came into NRL, there was Des, then there were two coaches, then there was me. Yep. <laughs> and as time went, that crew grew. So at the very start, we did have a limited resource, but all clubs did. And what we did in 2003, we took over in 2003, and then we just hammered and built and grew. You guys came on 2005 on the back of our second season, kept um, working on programming, looking around, seeing what other clubs were doing, in particular Storm in, in the terms of performance space, kept pushing along, changing over staff, changing over uh, players, and we, we were able to get there on in, in 2007. And the really interesting thing for me was we got there, and I'll admit to this day, I, I wasn't 100% certain what my department had done to get us there That's on that day. And yeah, and you'll see how that evolves because what would happen is we, we lost that grand final and geez, I've got to tell you, you know, my, my I can remember quite clearly, uh, you know, four, four or five months later, just as the preseason was starting and we're going in and um, and my wife saying to me, you got to get over this or you're going to move out. I was in such a bad place over that. It, it was just, that was probably uh, in my career, my, my highlight and my low light all in one go, getting there. And and in a sense, to me, um, looking back now, it was not a failure, but to me at time, it was just, it was a hole and it was a place, you know, and the difference was that in 2008, on the day that we got to that second grand final and we were about to play Storm, I actually knew how we got there, what we had done. And and, and that was that was the biggest significant difference for me between the two between the two grand finals. And I'm not talking about winning it or anything like that. I'm, I'm talking about me thinking, yes, we did that. Yes, we did that. That's how we got to there. That's what we did. Completely different jumping in. And Des is a massive fan of you going down those paths, isn't he? Like he he's always looking for that. And it must be, like I've got Nathan as a partner. He's always like, not good enough. What can we do better? What can we do better? What can yeah. we do better? And yeah. Des is very similar, isn't he? Oh, look, absolutely. Look, Des is, um, he, he's intuitive, in, and he, but he's, he's just so innovative. He's innovative to such a, an extent that you just want to kill him. <laughs> it's like, well, how can I make that better? You know, if the guy, if the guy could, could for some reason, you know, invent trousers with three legs, for whatever reason, he'd do it. He just finds a reason for something, has a look at something, wants it pulled apart. But but I'll give him one plug and one plug only, yeah, one good one, and 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 this is it: is that I believe that I've grown and developed um, and been successful as a, um, a strength and conditioning coach, become performance coach because that guy he's never ever looked at me and said, "Why don't you know that?" He's always looked at me and said, "Oh, go and find out about that." Yeah, nice. Like like, and that that is the fundamental difference between you know people who take charge of other people or who are in charge of organization and growth. And and that's what he's done for me. And, and I and I encourage my staff to do that. Yeah, very, very big on uh, growth and lifelong learning. Because you've you've shared a few clubs together too, haven't you? It's not just me. Well, uh, actually, only, only, only the two because in 2011, after we won the second premiership, Dez went to the Bulldogs. Yep. I stayed with Jeff Toovey. Yep. And then I stayed there until 2015 and Jeff and I were, were or, and the staff were fortunate enough to get to another grand final. And then the, sort of the wheels fell off a little bit. The club wanted to go in a different direction. Uh, Jeff went, I went, uh, I ended up going to the Bulldogs for two years um, with Des, yep. and then, uh, and now we've ended up back here um, at Manly. Nice. Happily. Nice. So mate, like just what's the difference between uh, what, while we're talking about at club level before we get in and dig into you in a deep way, what's the difference between your role for Manly 
family or the doggies versus the New Zealand national side or the Maori side? Yeah, look, here's the thing. The, the, the season is about accumulated efforts and, and you know, getting periodizations perfect and, and well, not perfect, but yep. getting them effective, working your way. You have this big uh, amount of time and then you've got games every week and then you've, you're getting these athletes right and then making sure you're getting them all the way down to the to the most competitive they can be and then into the into the finals. The difference is when you go into an international side or you go into uh, an origin side or something, you're actually, you're actually getting the cream of the crop. They're already all their strength and conditioning coaches and performance coaches they've made those men yep. those, those men are, are great footballers are coming out of good clubs with with great systems in them so you're you're almost like a caretaker so you come in and your job um, as a as a head of performance is to contain those men bring them together make sure that everybody's getting exactly the right um, exposures to the type of training and the type of stimulus that they get in club land but everything's done with a little bit more intensity and a little bit more speed because you've got this um, this higher group, this group that has a higher set of skills and fitness amongst them right across the board. Yep. So when you go into a to an international or, or into one of those um, one of those sides, a representative sides, you really are just fine tuning and tinkering and making sure that every one of those players gets to the end of the week or end of those two weeks to play that game at their best. Right, that's awesome. So Donnie, from a from a perspective for us people out there that have never worked in that SNC world, I, I know you run in you run in that head of performance capacity, but I'll use SNC just so people understand what we're talking yep. about. So you get a team like in the New Zealand national team or New Zealand Maori team and you've got all the, like these highly tuned players. Do do you share much data between the other SNC coaches when they're coming in or is it more the athletes tell you where they're at? How does it work for us that don't know? Look, nowadays, absolutely. The data and the information and the medical and uh, and every nuance about that athlete is shared. And it's shared because um, we all agree that yeah, the athlete comes first and, and that athlete has come to you to perform. That's awesome. One, one, one of the big things that people probably forget about is that when we send a player to a representative site, then um, you know, we, we demand that that player comes back in top condition yep. and and also with the exception of, of an unfortunate collision injury in a, in a match, you know, it comes back with no soft tissue injuries or, or any such. So information is shared formally between the SNC, uh, the rehab trainers, the physiotherapists and the heads of performance and the sports science of each club that that sends the player to the uh, representative club, uh, sorry, the representative team. And that representative team also has a, a very comprehensive and um, skilled coaching crew who who take that information and then apply it through the week. Nice. So, Do you guys report back to the clubs at the end of? Sometimes you'll get your report daily mm-hmm. from uh, from training loads and sessions, um, so that you can have a look over it and you can just have the confidence to know that you that your uh, that your athlete is within their uh, ranges. And other times you, you'll definitely get game data and you'll definitely get um, reports, uh, medical reports as soon as they come off the back of the game. That's respectful to both the athlete and to the clubs that release the uh, release the athlete. Nice. So mate, let's, let's not muck around. Let's let's talk about the Donnie story. Like how did it happen? Where did you first think, gee, I want to get into SNC and I definitely want to be the head of performance one day? Like how, how did that start? That's the, uh, that, that is the evolution that most uh, SNC coaches would hope occurs for them. Yep. And uh, and I, I, was, I, I was very fortunate in that that did happen. So, mate, like I, yeah, I mean, everybody, um, anybody who knows me back there in Dunedin, where I was, uh, where I was raised, I, my, my, I was born in a place called Potirua. Way I up, love way the up. New Zealand names. Yeah, I oh, no, that, and uh, I'll tell you what, and that's a well-known name too, that Potirua. But, uh, <laughs> but 
uh, came, came out of there and was raised down in Otago in Dunedin. I was shit at school. Mm-hmm. I just, I, I don't know. It's, I really believe that in terms of um, education and, and especially the way education is today, I, ju- I just really believe that sometimes people just aren't ready <laughs> for whatever yep. reason, whether you think it's a lack of uh, intelligence focus, uh, whatever it is. But I, I obviously wasn't ready because I, I, I wasn't, I wasn't um, you know, that attentive at school as such. However, when I say that, you know, I was shit at school, but I wasn't a shit at school and there's a difference. Yeah, massive <laughs> you know, difference. So massive I was, difference. I was still learning and I was still doing the things that I wanted to do. So I got through school, went into the military, uh, went into the New Zealand Navy. Okay. And uh, that that that's where I really cut my teeth at, at, as somebody who learned and understood what leadership was, definitely what work ethic, uh, accountability and duty was. And and that was, you know, that, that to me was a real turning point in, in my life in terms of how I applied myself to things. So, so that was a lot about the systems and what the military was back then, but also about the type of people that I associated with. And then strangely enough, the, you know, you always come across different characters in any walk of life. So you have to learn how to deal with those characters and, and, you know, not, not, not to sound like some old, you know, salty, salty dit there, but um, we, there were some hard characters in the military back in the eighties, early eighties when yeah. I joined. I was fortunate all, all, all my family, all the men in my family have all, all served in the military. And so I already had three brothers before me in there and, and one of them would go on to do 22, 22 or so years wow. um, in there. But anyway, so I, I went in there and then one day I just, I, I really just thought there's got to, there's, there's got to be something more here. So I thought I, I want to have a crack at Civvy Street. And the interesting thing was, Greg, back in those days, we when you signed, you you, you signed for 20 years. Wow. So I, so I was only uh, just out of 17 and you signed for 20 years. Now I wanted to leave. Yeah. So they have this form called a 717. Uh, well, I think it might still be that. I don't know. The, the <laughs> um, modern sailors might be having a laugh about that now. But anyway, so, so what you had to do, and you had to give a reason why you wanted to leave. And I like to think now that, that uh, well, I know for a fact I was. I, I must have been a bit ahead of my mates who wanted to get out too, because some of them wrote dissatisfied, or you know, they just they weren't happy and they wanted to get out on Civvy Street. They they'd had enough. Yep. Whereas I went the other way. I wrote a letter to the CO, my commanding officer, and I said, "I've become a man here. I've I've learned so much. I'm I'm more than what I was when I came in. I want to see if I can survive outside with, with being who I am now." Man, I love or that. Was, or maybe it was because they wanted me to leave. <laughs> whatever it was, they, they signed it and, and out I came. And so just just. I, I, I had uh, I had a, a lovely girlfriend then who um, luckily luckily for her she became my wife and, and still is yeah on on good days she likes to admit that another day she doesn't mention <laughs> me but but we we ended up going over to the UK and, and 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 moving around and I got into a whole lot of different bits of um of of work just in the early year or so that I was out of the military but I kept getting drawn back roles of leadership or roles of you know I just yeah. couldn't quite shake it and because I was also uh, being being young and in the military you know I, I had plenty of energy about me so it was my wife who actually said to me, you know, how, how are you going to contain that energy? Because uh, drinking and being a clown is not containing your energy. <laughs> <laughs> and those, those of us in our 50s and that now are still getting told that. But, but so anyway, what I did was uh, I was always always into training, always fit. I, I, I was always following that path. And I managed to get into courses and educate myself around that space when I was in the UK. And I, um, I actually started working in a form of personal training, which it was, but it wasn't, it, it, it wasn't a profession then. People started paying me to help them with their training. Yeah, no. and, uh, and, and I had no idea what I was doing. I'll probably get sued now once they all, <laughs> once they all see this. So, there he is. Is there limping around? Yeah, in the that's all hip. But um, yeah, worked all the way through that. Greg, and then went and formalized my education um, back in New Zealand, got into um, the aerobic scene. Yes, I wore that tights. 
Jeez, I look fantastic. Any pictures? You got to can we get some pictures below this? Because no, there's a few sure players like to see that, I reckon. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but you know, I uh, I went through that that professional aerobic scene, got into S and C, got into um, exercise, uh, got into um, gyms, worked the floors. You know what? I, I know it sounds pretty egotistical, but I I, I had personality, and and, yep. and that really opened a lot of doors for me, and that really helped me build uh, a reputation and and build clients and get connections. And then as I went through that process, I came. To to the attention of sporting bodies and rugby clubs and fighters and all sorts of people who thought, I, I want to go and train with that guy. I went on to, to go to UTS, the university. I learned so much there. I started being contracted to professional sports and tennis, rugby league, rugby union. Next thing you know, I'm, I'm being introduced to Des Hasler. You know, he, he, he likes that I'm just a fraction less mad than him and, uh, <laughs> and the career took off. So, so just to sum that quickly up, so I went for personal training, working the gym floor, learning all my trade, learning all my skills, working with teams, learning how to deal with big groups, learning how to move groups. My logistical skills were excellent. I worked in Japan a lot. So I so I, I, I was developing skills all the time. Some jobs were paid. The ones that really kicked me off weren't. Yeah, that's an interesting point then. Can we touch on that a little bit? Yeah, absolutely. Because, I mean, there's a lot of conjecture out there about people not being paid for uh, personal exertion, but there is also a time and a place to get your feet wet, isn't there? Like, you know, like I work for body science, so you don't work for body science unless you've got a, a PD and a job and you get paid. But yeah. we're also not a reason that people are leaving school and doing university degrees. Like people are doing university degrees to get into elite sport. Like that is the ultimate end game. And clubs have budget, you know, coaching divisions have budgets. Yeah. So what would you say to students, you know, leaving school right now? Like unless you're the top 1%, get in and do some time, get a job, but work out where you want to be. I really believe it's a, it's a, it's a double-edged sword. I, I believe it works like this. If your CV comes across my desk and it doesn't have any experience on it, then I'm thinking how long is it going to take me to train you yep. to get you up to the to the skills so that I can leave you alone and you can do your job where I don't have two jobs. One is doing my job. The other one is watching you. So there is experience. Would you uh, develop that if you were working? Of course you would, but we're, we're all time conscious. You know, we're all, so and that's why we look for great balance in academic experience and personality because you're not only working with the athletes, mate. You got to work with me, right? and, and and if your if your main skill is pissing me off, it's not going to be a very good day for either. No. So you've got a you've got this dynamic, and and I find that when I'm looking at um, CVs and I'm looking at uh, interns and people who who and and mate, I've trained tons of them. Like yeah, I got one now. I got one guy who started with me and worked away, and he's now my oppo. He's the head of performance over at Parry. He's kicking my ass. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yep. So there's always that that process. So you've got to get experience. Like I did. I went and worked for a rugby club three days a week plus game days and I didn't get paid but geez I got wealthy yeah. I got real wealth and that's what and, it's about isn't it too there's two types of wealth isn't there oh uh, look a- a- absolutely and I think yeah like like I like I said yeah on one of my one of my LinkedIn posts that you know I, I got a great mate and I'll never forget yeah Kevin and he just said to me he said Donnie your your salary and your wage that's what you eat mate you eat and live off that yeah. and he goes and you're well that's extraneous that's that's outside everything you're doing and that's building up over here and I and I absolutely <clears> believe that's what happened yeah that that's how I got to where I am today was all that work that I was doing but then that starts people talking I was getting results you got to get results yep. you have to get results are they results on the field possibly not but you got to get results with the athlete and you got to get results with who you are and how you apply yourself and, and get people to trust you because the thing that goes with that Greg one people they don't quite understand what valued volunteering is yep. that's that's where you actually set you set down how you're going to volunteer here's my times I can come this is what I can do for you this is how long I can do it for like 
like you, you show them. I'm not just going to wander in here and walk around and have you do everything for me. Here, I've got a plan. Here it is. Yep. If this doesn't fit with your plan, you can adjust this plan. But I'd love to work here with you. And yeah, that's one. The second thing is that you know, with uh, with with people when they're when they're volunteering, is don't don't be taken advantage of. You know, they go into places making people's coffee and 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 being the gopher and not getting feedback and not having a process and not having a routine, not having a schedule. Being um, involved with with uh, conversations and coaches and development, you know, where 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 it's necessary. Yeah. I mean, you, you it's up to you to to ensure that the time that you're somewhere is valuable time and it, and it's well spent and that you're getting something back from it. And, and the best way to show them that is to journal that. You keep your own task book, keep your own journal, and then you grab that you grab that uh, head of performance or whoever's in charge of you, your supervisor, and you say, "Have you got five minutes? Just have a look. This is what I've done this week. This is what I've looked at. Blah blah blah." You just got to be. That's who you got to be because someone like me is looking at you and thinking, Gee, "He's a smart operator. This is yeah. this a smart operator I've got here. Yeah. I see a place for you here." So that's 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 volunteering and interns and that coming in. The second thing that I believe is really important is that people like myself and other heads of performance, we should be educating our organizations that we need people in these units. We can't do all these jobs with just two or three people and be selfish and try and hold everything together. What we need to do is we need to help that system grow. We need to help that, you know, those units develop. So so for example, I, I have a unit, I have interns, but they're from universities. So they're already, they're in a, a, a place, they work in other areas and other places, but they, they do the research and the work for us, but it's part of their degree. Mm-hmm. So that's, that's that. Then we have, you know, uh, a specialist, a speed specialist, a rehab specialist. You know, we bring in uh, different consultants to do things. Now, what we're trying to, to teach our organization is not to spend more money, but to recognize that, you know, it takes a collection of skills and people to get the best result out of your athletes and indeed the team and then into a competitive state. So I, I think there's work to be done on both sides, but for graduates coming out, you know, they're going to say, oh, don't say get experience. Well, I, I ask you the question, you know, do you want me to look at your academic record and then decide whether you can go upstairs and run my anaerobic threshold session with 13 of my guys on what bikes and assault bikes, and I can trust you to do that because I do not see anything here that tells me Absolutely. that you will even be able to relate to those. This podcast is brought to you by Hydroxy Burn Shred. Get in the fat burning zone, both physically and mentally, with this potent combination of thermogenic fat burners and mood boosting nootropic ingredients. Scientifically designed to help you reach your weight loss goals, destroy stubborn fat cells, speed metabolism, boost energy, and improve your mood. With an industry leading four grams of acetyl L carnitine plus green tea extract, guarana, and hydroxy citric acid, Hydroxy Burn Shred will take your training and weight loss journey to a a whole new level. So, mate, for these people coming out of uni at the moment, is there any organisation they can join that helps seed them with people like yourself? Is there? Yeah, look, the the universities usually do it. Yeah, okay. ASCA, uh, the ASCA, Australian Strength and Conditioning Association, they 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 definitely have um, a, a process within their organisation where they can send you out as you're getting qualified and, and put you with coaches like myself or yeah. different coaches if we have space where yeah. we are. There's there's always here's the thing. One of the barriers that a lot of graduates will put in front of them themselves is wanting to start at the elite. I mean, mate, get down the road, get down the road and find your local club, cricket, soccer, whatever it is, rugby, and offer to periodize for them for a year. 
Yep. Off periodize them and show them because that's how I did it. Because the way I got, how did I get to stand in front of Des Hasler? I wasn't writing them letters every day. I'll tell you that. Yep. It was because I was doing things and I was active and people, and I was training, man, I was training people's kids and they go and talk about it. Yeah, and exactly. businesses started talking about it. And other coaches started talking about, oh, you got to get this guy in. And then the next thing you know, everything works around. Nobody ever asked me to see my qualifications. Yeah. You got to have them. Because nowadays it's such a litigious sort of world, you know. It's it's funny because you could call me a hypocrite because way before way before I I, I had a, a head of uh, strength and conditioning position where I was in charge of units way before I got academically qualified in terms of tertiary. Yeah. And so you could call me a hypocrite if I look at things and say, look, you know, you need to have this and this. But I'll tell you one thing: it tells me if I see somebody who has a degree or course or studies or certificates, it shows me that they have a work ethic. It shows me they can complete tasks. It shows me that that they have discipline and they can get to the end of something and they can complete. And that's really important. Never better said, mate. Different levels is one thing. That's something else. That's up to you. But but then I don't have to worry about that. Now all I need to worry about is how do you operate? Where can I use you? And will it be efficient to my system? So when I see you know, stuff coming out and people have extensive backgrounds in schools, especially working with kids, if you can work with kids, man, you can work with anyone. Yeah. And and um so so that's why I would say don't be picky, man. Don't go out there and think, oh, if I'm not working for self Sydney or the Sea Eagles or the Roosters, I'm not applying my skills. I'm not being able to exercise my my uh, advanced knowledge. That knowledge is not advanced knowledge is not for advanced people. Advanced knowledge is to be shared across, amongst the grassroots so that we can build and strengthen the base and foundation of, of our athlete. Yeah, so get out there and 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 join up with clubs <clears throat> that, and help them develop. It, it, you, man, I'm promising you, it'll grow depending on how you how you present yourself and set up your volunteer placement. You should do it yourself. Yeah, yeah nice. And I, mean, and I guess extending on from that, like we look at, you did some one-on-one, then you did some aerobics, as you said, then you did the S&C, then you became the head of him. I'll go, I'm just picturing you in aerobics gear, mate. It's really bad, actually. Hopper, Hopper I bet you were awesome too. Like you would have been fucking awesome oh, in aerobics. I tell you, I was just, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Tailor made. Yeah, exactly. But these days, you're about leadership, team building and work culture. So that education, that process like you got these young students going i can't get a start well you've moved into these new areas too and like you, no one gave you a start so h- how did that work for you like obviously you've got a group of men in because you've gone down the team sport aspect but the leadership team building and and, and work culture where did that come into your life and at what time at, through your coaching career do you think that's where i need to focus on look as you said greg as you move through uh from strength and conditioning and you move to the different units and then and that time that you have with athletes and that time that you have with coaching crews as that builds up you, you accumulate these these skills and vision and experience that allows you to see deeper into that athlete or into that organization than, than what's in front of you lifting a bar or, or doing a sprint or just to put it in perspective, sometimes we've lost more players in our game to um, life conditions, you know, life problems than injuries in sport. Yeah, well put. You know, players have been taken out of the game for longer, not because of the sport, but because of something that's, that's in their life. One of the things that's really evident in in great coaching, you know, from uh, from the head coaches and the coaching crews around us at the moment, is their available uh, avail- availability to their players, which means there's more exposure, yep. and and it's their ability to actually read their players a lot better. So when you become a head of performance, you are now overseeing different areas of the of the physical development, and that is related absolutely to the mental um, welfare and 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 where the men are, because you, you just can't, you know, anybody in any 
walk of life can't apply themselves all the time to what they're doing really efficiently, effectively when there's other things happening, you know, in, in the back of the head, good or bad. Yep. But what we do is now is uh, with, with what I've been, been able to do is I've been able to study and I did a master's in uh, sport coaching with uh, master's of education in sports coaching. I learned a tremendous amount about pedagogy, which is the art of learning and how people take information. Well, College Global, uh, I've, I've, I've been in, in there for maybe nearly eight years now working with coaches, working with athletes around well-being, what that is and mentoring and and how to communicate and get the best out of your athletes and get the best out of your coaches. So by the time you get to a position like the head of performance, you, you, you become this conduit between the boss, your organization, all your staff, and then the athlete, and then you become a finer conduit from coach to coach, you know, up and down. You, you, you really are this hub of, of uh, links and communication. And it was a, a very natural evolution evolution for me after, uh, this will be my 16th or 17th season as a, as a head of performance uh, this year. And, um, you know, it, it was a natural progression for me. It's a progression that students should think about now as a graduate coming out, going to get your experience, putting yourself um, out there, getting a job, wherever that may be, getting exposure to all the different modalities of training so that you're competent with all of them. And then getting a really good uh, understanding and education in the in the softer skills of, of the psychology of communication. And that way you're able to, to, to grow and develop and step through and become more, what's the word? Uh, you know, you can just, you just got more, more, more to offer. Complete. Yeah. More, way more to offer. So that when someone looks at you, they, they, they get a multitude of skills out of you and, so, the, and they're all quality skills. So Donnie, if somebody had finished university and they've, you, you mentioned Well College Global, is that where you're a thought yeah, leader? Yeah. I am. If yeah. someone, if there's two resumes in front of you and one's done, they've both done sports science, both got great academic records, both played with a local football club yep. and one of them's gone and done that, the, the, the Well College Global type of course yep. that you're talking about, where you're talking yep. more about people versus what's happening yes. inside a human. Which which resume do you pick? Well, look, well that one gets gets more not not because it's well, but any of the uh, any of the colleges that work in the human sciences. That one's going to get more of my attention. Yeah, because because what I'm thinking, I've got I, I'm thinking that I'll have a person here who's got a lot more psychological flexibility, somebody who could perhaps be better at connecting. Yes. So I'm looking for that little extra extra contact, and at the same time, you know, I'm ensuring that. You know, as you said, that's if everything is equal on there. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Great at applying their, their job and I can see they've got all these results. Well, that tells me inadvertently that they have a very good communication um, process about them because I can see the results there. But if they are the same and they've got the same results, but this person has that has gone out and done that extra bit of uh, study around human beings, communication, psychology of learning and uh, connection, then yeah, they, they're going to get they're going to get a start. Nice. And, get, yeah. and mate, why did you pick Well College? Global. What was it about that that you liked? They, they, they used to be Cadence Health. The, the thing, the thing I liked. What I wanted to do. This, this will sound strange because I've spent my whole life coaching. Right? Yep. But what I want to do now, at the age of uh, at the age of fifty four, I'll be this year. And I I chose that college because I want to I want to move into the ICF, which is the International Coaching Federation, mm-hmm. because I want to put myself in a position where I can coach anyone from anywhere. Okay. So at the moment, I specialize in leadership, business, you know, corporate stuff, athletes, elite athletes. That's what I specialize in. If you want something done, if you want somebody uh, changed, the thing that interests me the most now is um, habit change, habit formations, helping people move past things, you know, helping people pull that from themselves. So I want to put myself in a position where you don't tell me what that person does because it doesn't matter. You yep. just tell me the person needs a coach and yeah, I can nice. go. And it doesn't 
doesn't matter what they do for a living, where they've been. And 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 look, just before we just before we move on from that, we have to we have to really make clear the difference between coaching, mentoring. If you go somewhere and and you're looking for very specific healthcare, yep. because they're all they're all different. So you know we're not counselors. Counselors, uh, you know, so so coaches will have academic behind them and experience and and certification. Mm-hmm. Mentors, mentors generally have to have experience in what it is they're mentoring. Otherwise, they can't share that. It's life experience. Yeah, you know, somebody yep. comes to you. I want to be like you. I want to experience that. The mentor has been there, and the men- that's why the mentoring is is is, is so strong. You know? yep. I know what that feels like. And then if you if you're going into counselling, well, then they're usually clinic clinically trained, yes. so they have degrees in health. So knowing the difference between the three, and what I'd like to be is I want to be that coach who can coach anybody anywhere under any condition, and I'll just ref- I'll use my referral service if there's anything specific. And you've touched on a good point there. Like part of the skills of being you know the head of performance is having that referral group, isn't it? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. yeah, you have. You know, you know, one of the the best things is like, you know, I boast this. I've got this unit around me now. I, I tell you, they, they're, they're intelligent. They're, you know, they're great to work with. Um, great operators and have tremendous work ethic. And you know, so so going to work every day for me, you have your tough days like we're having at the moment, but you just know that everybody is so capable. And what you're talking about there is is just knowing how to connect with each of those those uh, coaches and and have them come to work, know that they are appreciated and know that the work they're doing is is very valuable and and has been utilized and and that's all about um, communicating with them all the time and giving feedback honest feedback but feedback feedback and solutions yeah nice moving forward you you want to be that coach that can do anyone is what you just explained where does that put you with your team sports in the future can you do both of those together or is that like there's a disconnection time at some level where someone gets to have a crack at your spot is is this how it works or is it because obviously you, you as a in performance coach, you know when you, your time is, you know your hours, you know everything, you've got that backwards, you don't need anyone to tell you what to do there. So you have time, when you when you know time, you have time. Yeah. So yeah. For, for you, is this something that is, hey, I peel off from sport and this is what I'm going to do in the future or is this a, as it happens? Yes, there is a time when I will move out of move out of the uh, the, 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 the head of performance role. Yep. And, uh, you know, like these tights are starting to ride up now. <laughs> you know, I just can't wear these tights all the time, mate. They're just... <laughs> But the the good thing there is that once again, uh, you know, with with the what I what I think I've been really fortunate with is that over the last fifteen years, I've been able to evolve and learn from all the different staff members I've had. You know, for example, I, I you know I have a sports scientist who just got his doctorate working with me now, Mark Booth. I've learned I've learned more from Mark in the last two years just having conversations about sports science and and and, and becoming current. You know, than, than I ever learned. Yeah, you know, in, in in the previous, but. And the reason being is because, you know, I feel comfortable talking with him about it and and evolving learning from your people around you, that's that's what keeps you alive, man. Yeah. It honestly does. That's what gives you that that real um, desire. I talk to my interns and, and they're fantastic, you know, and, and I, I say, oh, geez, I, yeah, what's the latest on this and can you find this? And they're so eager and they just go boom, boom, boom. And then you share it with them. You don't just take it. Yep. So yes, there is a time where I believe that that I would like to step out of the performance and work more in the, not even the corporate, just where where I was needed. I, I have a, you know, where I am now, I, I, I run a course with athletes and Sean 
Kenny Dow is one of my graduates there and, and I've got graduates in, in a lot of other sports and I've got a few um, NRL players still going through it and, mm-hmm. and and that's a that's a that's a well-being coaching and mentoring course okay. and I'm, I'm hoping that as we roll as I roll forward I can produce a, a service where these players and athletes are available to go into clubs or any organization and help those help those 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 players um, come through their careers oh, that's awesome so there's, a, there's, a, there's a lot of things we, we, we forget about with with young players you know it's not only it's not only about education it's about getting through each day so many people don't understand and yeah I don't want to I don't want to suddenly throw out a BSC plug but this is something that we're really passionate about my philosophy at, at uh, in my in my training group with all my staff and everybody is we work from session to session we want to put the best athletes you know the top athletes in the squad on the training paddock or in the gym at every single session hence that's why we're so big on our supplementation program on how we rejuvenate how we how we re- re-energize we're very particular about the energy systems that we deplete we know them and we know how to replenish them hence we use your products you know that I'm always ringing you up and asking for more <laughs> more, more, more I know I'm way over budget they just yeah, just got to smile and take it on the chin exactly right the thing is, is that, you know, human beings, right, they have a finite amount of energy yep. because we have a finite system, you know, with phosphate, anaerobic, aerobic, whatever it is, it depletes if you use it. So in sports sciences and at the elite level, we know exactly how long and what it takes to deplete that. And we know exactly how to replenish it. Yeah. People just generally in life, they play around a little bit until they find what that is. Or if they're smart, they'll go to good educational websites or good educational people and they'll learn that. But our young athletes, you know, we forget. They we, we deplete them all day, then we train them, then we push them, then we make them watch video, then we get them to learn all the cognitive things about the game, then we push them, and then we empty them, then we recover them, then we send them home. <laughs> we do it every fucking day. Day in, day out. And that's where I believe the mentoring and the coaching for young athletes is, is is making them aware where they are, what's happening, why it's happening, and why they feel the way they feel. You know, why do I feel, you know, (laughs) I think I'm getting ahead and then I'm always, you know, struggling at training. It's because we keep turning it up, mate. So, so when we use mentors, and that's what I would like to do, get all my get all my my coaching mentors and that out of out of Well College and put them into places where they can help athletes um, learn about that. Man, that's awesome. If somebody's interested in uh, taking up that course, where do they go? Uh, they just go to wellcollegeglobal.com. Yep. .com. Yep. Right there. Yep. You know, it's uh, the, all the courses are there, and they, they can they can dive in there, mate. Perfect. I've really enjoyed this chat. Is there anything you want to add to anyone inspired athlete, coach, individual? Like you, you're never short of a word when we talk about a topic and I just think you've got a little bit more to give. Let's hear it. Look, I the only thing I'll say is this. It's the SNC in the performance industry, it, it's fucking great. Yeah, it, it's good to hear. I've only had two jobs in my whole life. I was in the military and I've done this. Yeah. Right? Now, all I can say is this will sound corny as hell, but this is how you do it. Put your best foot forward. That's all you've got to do. Like Every it. time you turn up somewhere, just bring your good stuff with you. And, and, and don't underestimate the power of, of exposure to the people in your environment because right now there's a lot of changes happening even in the NRL and there are people out there now thinking about who do I trust who worked well who fits with the men who fits with other coaches who do I like having coffee with all these things and then there's this other group of people really close to 
them that that no one knows about who say, oh, have you heard of this? Have you seen this guy? I always saw this guy. You know what? My mate's son is trained by this guy. He's got such a great manner. This girl is great with sports sciences. Every time you go out there, every time you're moving around, like I said, that's how I did it. Never shown a CV, never had to. Yeah. Because because people grab me and and it's because by word of mouth, you know, that that's that that's how it got around. Your deeds, your deeds will show, you know, what you're capable of. Keep your manners, be a nice guy like me. Always smile. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. I truly, truly love that. Mate, I can't thank you enough for coming on board. Like, like you said, since two thousand five, it's a long time to to work next to someone in, in teams that are both like obviously a lot of our success in teams has been with you wanting our stuff at teams as well. So from our body science, we appreciate that and thank you on that as well. Oh, look, but before you go though, Greg, you know, it was quite funny. I used to, not used to, I still do when, I, when I'm not in the bubble, um, corporate speaking and that. And one of the things I can, I'll never forget and said to me, you know, Donnie, you've got to say, you've got to say that you're with BSC because they're your sponsor. Mm. That's what they said to me. You know? And I said, you know what? You're quite correct. You are quite correct. And I'll tell you why. You see, I said, because right now it's 2018 and they've been my sponsor since 2005, mate. Yep. And I've never failed a drug test. And I've always won, you know, where I've needed my athlete, I've always won those battles with weight loss, weight gain, or whatever. So what you're saying to an extent is true, but you ask yourself why I'm still with them after all these years and we've got a few runs on the board to show. And then you ask me why I would step away. Because because the thing is, is that when all that, when all the stuff, when all the crap, when everything happened, and I remember those years clearly, but I remember BSC, instead of whinging, I remember you guys immediately started sending me messages telling me about changes you were going to make to your products and your product testing because you knew that it was a time to get on the front foot and do the right things and make everyone feel safe and make all your clients feel, you know, very confident with the product. So, you know, don't, I wouldn't be giving yourselves a, you know, a soft touch here, mate. That That's that's why BSC is strong and it's leading and why it keeps people like myself and all these NRL sides on, on, on side because you do the right thing, great support. And, you know, that's, that's all you can ask for. And especially in the supplementation world, you know, and I'll just say it, mate, there, there is no more reliable. Yeah. So you guys, uh, you guys are worth every, every, every bit of uh, support that you get from any of us mate you're a legend i think that's um probably the best exit to a podcast i've ever heard personally <laughs> just personally <laughs> but mate thanks heaps for coming on board look forward to catching up soon and talking about some new product development and where you guys need to go and what's changed and where we're at and it's always good to have those sessions together and maybe get a beer at the end of it absolutely have you got that one you told me you were working on for height no no <laughs> no, no sorry maybe uh the other one because i'm getting shorter <laughs> <laughs> oh that's gold i love it i love it anyone that wants to catch up on you what's your insta account mate uh, actually, uh, Sport Life Mentor. That's me. So just one word? One word. Yep. And, that, and word. what are you on LinkedIn? Because you're pretty active on LinkedIn too for those people oh, out there that really want to understand how business works. I think I'm just Donnie Singe or Don Singe. Yep. <laughs> yeah. I think you're Donnie double N-Y. Is that right? Why don't you just give out, why don't you just give out your uh, your personal phone number because, uh, you know, then you can just pass it through to me because you and I, yeah, you always pick up your phone when I call you. So <laughs> <laughs> One of us has to. One of us has to. Uh, thanks, Greg. Okay, mate. Thanks for coming on board. Catch you soon. You're very welcome. Today's podcast was brought to you by our partners in Fit, Happy and Healthy, ASN, Nutrition Warehouse, DY Discount Vitamins, Fat Burners Only, Evelyn Fay, Mr. Supplement, or find a retailer online at bodyscience.com.au forward slash retailers.